Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the August 1st edition. So, three things for today. The first one I want to talk about is uh, a surgery I had many years ago and an incident that still stays in my head. The second one, three quotes, as always. And finally, do you know what game you're playing? Because if you don't know what game you're playing, you will take advice from other people playing a different game. So let's get started with the first one. Chit chat during surgery. So about nine years ago, I tore my ACL while playing Ultimate Frisbee. Now, injuries are common, um, but Traumatic injuries like tearing your ACL generally happens when you overextend or, well, something bad happens, right? So I was in a full sprint and my leg got caught in a slight depression and I tried to turn at that exact moment and that kind of rotated my knee, but my ankle didn't rotate. Sounds awful. It was awful. And so after a few months of rehab, I decided I couldn't avoid surgery. And the thing is, this is an elective surgery. That is, it's not mandatory that, you know, I need to get this operated on, but I wanted to play sport. I wanted to not have any restrictions. So decided to get surgery done. So getting surgery, any kind of surgery, is a big deal. Think about it. Somebody is taking a knife and literally tearing things inside and setting things inside. And this is the first time I think I've been in surgery. So there I am being wheeled in, and I've had close to six months to think about this uh, moment because every painful hour I've spent in uh, uh, rehabilitation, you know, there's always this that it's gonna end here at the corner of my head. So everything in my universe is about me, my knee, and my ACL, right? It's a big deal. And of course, that's what everybody's thinking about, right? Well, at least the people who are operating, that's what you're all thinking about, right? So, I'm being wheeled in, and there are these two um, attenders in scrubs setting things up. I don't know, doing whatever they do, uh, sanitizing the instruments, uh, setting the table. Well, they say hi. I'm lying down, waiting. There's still a while to go. And then, the two of them continue working. And in my head, I'm like, yes, focus. And then they talk about the latest movie they saw, which they didn't like, what they ate last night, what lunch they had earlier <laughs> in the day, and mundane things like this, things Say you chat about with your colleague at work 
you know, sitting at a desk. I couldn't believe it. Here I am, you know, in this serious surgery and you're talking about lunch. I was, you know, just going stupid, apeshit in my head. Well, internal tantrums passed, surgery got done and all that. And months later and, well, you know, years later, I still remember this. Because, well, I was obviously being irrational. How does it matter if, you know, you're, you're at the water cooler and chatting about, well, the latest movie? Or, you know, you're sanitizing instruments and prepping for a surgery and you're chit-chatting. I mean, just to be clear, these, these guys were not the doctors, but even the doctors, I mean, this is routine for them. Of course, they are focused, they're doing their job and all that, but it is not how crazy or important it is in my head, right? So, maybe you've had this kind of reaction. In fact, I had a note from a, from a student of mine telling me that the exact same thing happened for them as well when they were having their child. Now, sometimes though, when you meet your doctor, you know, you're convinced you have something serious only for them to be rather dismissive. You even do some serious prep work, you do some research, and they don't even bother answering your questions. They just give you a couple of pills and, you know, send you off. Now, most times, you know, those pills did their job and it was pretty simple. You were blowing things up in your head, but still, Last week, we discussed, you know, the ever-expanding universe. So even for us, big events of yesterday are, you know, mundane events of today. And when our universe expands or rather overlaps with a different one, we expect the priority, the layering, the importance to be the same across both. But of course, that's not true, right? the attendant in the hospital prepping for a surgery and me going through that surgery completely different. So this made me relearn something that you know, I initially uh, learned at grad school. Now going to design school uh, learning to design a product or a website or anything, you want to identify what your customer needs. Unsaid or said, but the perspective that is paramount is theirs and not yours. So, this is something I have tried to put in place, but I realize I can always do better. Most times, a question a student brings across is, well, a question I've had thrown at me a thousand times, tens of thousands of times before. You know, 
an unreasonable or impossible want. But if I could just ensure I look at it from their point of view, if I could switch my lens out and view it from their lens, I will be able to empathize with them better. It is not going to change my answer, but it will change how I answer that answer. Because many times I have made this mistake of, okay, let's keep this interaction short because I already know what you're going to ask me. I already know the right answer and I'm going to just give it to you straight. Now that's the way I prefer to hear things. And sometimes when I'm not thinking and I put myself in a time crunch saying, well, I have five more people to talk to, let's just, you know, solve this problem. Well, that's not the best attitude. Because me telling them that answer without explanation, without empathy, without listening to them, well, it doesn't work. I don't need to try to solve their problem. It's not that they are wrong. Their universe is currently different from mine. In their universe, this is the current priority. For example, I want to lose 10 kilos in six weeks for my wedding. Great. I'm glad you mentioned that. Now, what is the right answer I should give? Well, I don't do this. I am not the guy to come to if you want 10 kilos in six weeks. So instead of saying that's wrong, you shouldn't do that, I should just point them to somebody who specializes in that. I can also clarify that. Eventually you want long-term health and fitness and when that is the case, talk to me. So, as we meander and make forward progress, as we become experts in our own ways, we will find better solutions to the same problems. You might start with crash diets, you might start with running or cycling every day, but you will eventually move to healthy eating, a sustainable lifestyle where you focus on sleep rather than not. You take it at your own pace, you arrive at different specifics at different points of time, but as long as you're moving in the right direction, you're good. We need to learn to define the problem well and define the environment the problem is in currently. What I have learned is I definitely need to shift perspectives to understand my student better. And I also need to guide them in shifting their perspective eventually to help them understand why I am saying what I am saying. Well, that's the first piece. The second one, three quotes, starting off with this one by Dr. Viktor Frankl. 
live as if you were living already for the second time and as though you had acted the first time as wrongly as you are about to act now. End quote. Self-analysis is a powerful, powerful tool. To assume that what you're about to do is a mistake allows you to peel a layer or two, allows you to do maybe second and third order thinking. But of course, one needs to develop the capacity to pause between stimulus and response. I want to read this quote again because it's phenomenal. Live as if you were living already for the second time and as though you had acted the first time as wrongly as you're about to act now, end quote. The second quote by fantasy writer N.K. Jemison. When a slave rebels, it is nothing much to the people who read about it later. Just thin words on thinner paper, worn finer by the friction of history." End quote. I love this quote. Comes in a fiction book, sure, but it really hit me because it's so true. It's, it's something that, you know, when I read about, say, even Indian history, Oh, this person did this, or so many people died um, trying to fight for us here, there. Well, sometimes I just breeze through it. I don't spare a second thought for the people who actually did this, the people who actually gave their lives, right? It's crazy. It's crazy how callous we can be, or I can be, and so, reading this quote made me realize that the very least I can do is at least think about it for a little longer when I encounter such articles, for example. The third one by Bernadette Jiva. We have become reactive to the competitive landscape rather than responsive to the needs of our communities, those people we hope to serve. We are so focused on the competition, or even the threat of it, that we've forgotten to double down on what makes us and our work unique and valuable." End quote. As the quad nears, you know, 10 years, I can totally see how my thinking has slipped and warped over the years. Early stages, very clear of what I was doing and what I thought the quad should be doing. But, you know, slowly you get deeper and deeper, you get sucked into doing things, you get sucked into tasks, you become a little reactive, and I can see that I have lost sight of what it is that we do rather well. What is it that our community 
wants rather than what is the right answer. And the last year and uh, this 10 year mark has given me the time to revisit some of these thoughts and questions. What is unique about the quad? What is unique about me? What is unique about the quad squad? What is unique about the work we are doing? About the people we are working with? Rather than what is, say, healthy family doing or what is cult doing? All right. That's the second. The last one. What is the game you are playing? What is your next goal? Are you looking to lose weight to look good for your wedding in six weeks? Are you looking to flaunt six-pack abs at the beach or swimming pool? Are you wanting to lose weight to improve your health, you know, to keep your diabetes, your obesity, or your high blood pressure under control so that you don't need to go see your doctor, so that you don't need to worry about your long-term health anytime soon in your 30s or 40s. Determining your next goal is vital. Think about it. If you think you're playing cricket and everybody else is playing football, that makes no sense. So taking advice from them and applying it to your game makes no sense or reading about something else and applying it to what you are trying to do, again, will make no sense. But we do this all the time because we just define the boundary so vaguely. Hey, you're playing a sport, I'm playing a sport, everything applies. No, that's not true at all. If you wanna lose weight for your wedding and you know you gotta lose it in six weeks, you should not be talking to me. You should not be reading up about sustainable eating and sensible training and all that. That's not the game you want to play. But if you are talking about combating your obesity or your diabetes or say you're pre-diabetic and you want to ensure you can get your health, you want to focus on your longevity, you want to get your GPP or general physical preparation in order, then I'm the guy to talk to, not the fat diet or the HIIT or whatever it is. So unless you know what your next goal is, unless you determine your game, things can go poorly. Now for most of us, we need to hit rock bottom. Maybe you're unable to walk up a few flights of stairs. Maybe you can't bend and tie your laces. That realization eventually happens to all of us. It might not actually be rock bottom, but to you it is rock bottom. It's not a bad thing at all. It's a great thing because now you will take action. Unfortunately, we have a lot of choices. What you gotta do is 
that urge, that drive, that intent you have right now, I need to fix things immediately. Jump on it. Don't let that go. You need that fuel for escape velocity. Now, as Coach Dan John says, anything works. Anything works for six weeks. Well, you can use that to your advantage. Instead of going into analysis paralysis, just start. Something that's aggressive, that's okay, that's fine. As long as it's not gonna hurt you in the long term, you're good. And how do you determine it's not gonna hurt you in the long term? Well, don't do it for the long term. Six weeks, yeah, you can get started and over that time, you can try to figure out your next step. Here's the thing, eventually, all of us will come to the realization that long-term health, longevity, sustainability, GPP, that's the path to be on. But until then, what do you do? Well, make a choice. There are some bad choices. There are some not so bad choices. And you probably don't know enough to determine between the two. What you need to be careful about is making sure you don't make a terrible choice. If you won't ask your mom to do it, it's probably not something you should be doing. Okay, that's a good place to start. Elimination diets, fat diets, drastic amounts of lifting or drastic amounts of, you know, HIIT work. Well, good or bad, it's, it's, it's hard to answer, okay? Long term, yes, most things trend towards bad. Even if you hire a coach, even if you hire me, well, unless me and you are aligned on the way forward, it won't lead to progress. I might be talking about sustainability and you're talking about your wedding in six weeks. Well, both of us are going to be unhappy. So try to avoid terrible choices. Start somewhere. Identify the game you are playing now. And find the best fit for now. Because you will evolve. Some students start off a lot more smarter and enlightened than I was when I started. They are clear about the long term. They want to work on skills. They don't want to rush. I was not that way at all. I wanted results. Now I wanted to just jump right in and I wanted to go, you know, all guns blazing, whatever you want to use. And that's okay too. Yes, you will. It's not the textbook best path. But as long as you don't fall off the longer term plan that you want to take care of your health and conditioning, you'll be fine. As long as it's not going to hate, as long as it's not going to lead to hate of some sort, you'll be fine. Because immediate results help, help keep you on the path. So give yourself time to evolve. Define your game for today and do what you feel is apt for you for today. And just because you say no to something today doesn't mean you have to say no to it tomorrow. It might be the right answer for tomorrow. It might not be the right answer for today. 
So give yourself time to evolve. Give yourself the space, the freedom. And it all starts with you identifying what game you are playing today. And with that, we're done with this week's edition. Thank you for listening. This is Coach AA signing off, and I'll see you next weekend. Bye-bye.